Hey guys, when we get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real, it's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Can you guys find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you get your podcast? We're just so thankful uh, that you guys are here and that you guys are with us today. So this one is a long time coming. It's been a long <laughs> time coming with this guy. We how, we talked about this for like, what was it a year, Tucker, something like that? Dude, for forever. We've talked about it for a long time, and hopefully we can work in each other's schedules to get on, but it actually happened extremely organic this morning. I had an idea. I said, hey, who could I get on? I said, let me let me text Tucker. And so he said he could do it, so he, he's ready to do it. So glad he's on with us. Um, so Tucker, just introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of get started with our conversation. What's up, guys? My name is Tucker Wallace. I'm a content creator, love telling stories. My wife and I have a little brand we called Homemade where we're trying to now make videos and content so one day we can leave it for our kids to learn and see how dumb we were. And <laughs> we try to come up with some creative Christian apparel that can start conversations. And so we're trying to stay consistent with that and make that kind of content so maybe it can help somebody and start a good conversation. But if you want the best conversation, you just got to go talk to Jordan Pugh. <laughs> That's where it's at. Got to got to talk to Tucker here. He he knows what's no. up. He knows what's up. So I mean, I'm glad Tucker's on. I'm, and the reason why I had him on this one specifically because of what he said as he was just introducing his brand. He said storyteller, and I wanted a storyteller on with me today for this podcast because this topic, as as Tucker and I were talking about it, we were just on the phone for almost what 40 minutes and <laughs> yeah. we we didn't record anything we just said it was like man we wish we would have recorded that but <laughs> what this podcast is going to be today and i hope that you guys can relate to it and i think you guys will it's entitled lord why did you write this chapter okay it's entitled lord why did you write this chapter so as we kind of start this um Again, like we do with every podcast, we want to sit here and talk to you guys as if as if you're we're in the car with you or we're walking with you or we're at the gym with you just to start this conversation. And so let's kind of springboard it this way. There's been some stuff that I've seen on, you know, podcasts or people's videos. And as they're sitting and they're talking, Tucker, they're saying stuff like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, I, and I know that you guys can probably relate to that to where you can look in the in the present and you can look in the past and you can you can ask yourself as you grow and mature like lord what is the reason you know that's what we want to know as as humans what's the reason for x what's the reason for z but you know as we talk about this tucker what are you seeing initially as we talk about our topic lord why did you write this chapter well there's so many times in your life where you get to a point and you're going through a hard time and you wonder why am I going through this? And then maybe six months later, or maybe a few years later, you look back and you're like, well, if I wouldn't have gone through that, I probably wouldn't have learned at least whatever experience that was and the wisdom from that to carry on into the next chapter of your life. And I know we talked about on the phone, there's so many people in scripture that go through something, mm -hmm. wonder, ask why or what's going on. And then later you find out, oh, this is the reason why that happened. Or these are some things that came out of like, if, if you had to quit in the middle of it, then the things that you learned from it wouldn't have came about. And so 
I, I know I've asked that question so many times, like, why am I going through this? And, or where am I going? What am I going to do? <laughs> and then you just lean on the Lord and you trust in him. You know, that's like all, that's like all I got to anchor on. And then you just see what happens. And I've seen it play out in my own life. I'm not anybody special, but like I've seen it play out in my own life. And so I can guarantee someone that if they put their faith in the Lord, like he'll work things out. So that's and, kind of like what we've talked about on the phone. And here's what's cool too, Tucker, is as we look at, maybe we'll look a little bit at Joe, maybe we'll look a little bit at Joseph just to give some examples here. But here's something that's so that's so different is when we look at these these characters in scripture, we can read the story. But as we read the story, it's not happening in real time. It's happening post time. So we see sure. we yeah. see the character. We see the conflict. We see it coming. If we've read it before, we know what's going to happen. So when we read scripture, sometimes we lose our we lose our empathy. And sometimes we lose the human aspect of things because we can read it. We got to be careful because as we look at things and and as you go through what you're going through, um, and I don't know what that is, but I know everybody's going through something. Whatever it is that you're going through, you're going through it in real time. So you can't read the next chapter. You can only see what's happened in the past and you have no idea what's going in the future. So now that's why we're asking the question, why, why this chapter? Why did you write this one that I'm in right now? Why did you write the one that I was, that I was in, in the past? What is, what is the purpose for that? And so I hope yeah. that as we kind of go through this podcast today, we can really help you. Cause I know, I know this can be tough and I know that <laughs> I've been there. I know Tucker's been there. You can go through literally a multiverse of yeah. man. If I would have did this, if I should have said this, if I would have gone here, if I would have stayed here, if I wouldn't have left here, if I wouldn't have, Maybe that would change this and change that. I mean, you could go through a multiverse of stuff over and over and over, but that's yeah. not going to help you answer the question of, Lord, why did you write this chapter? And I hope that we can kind of give you some tips today as we go through that. You got anything else before we keep going here, Tucker? I think you said it best, man. All right. So let's look at this. Let's look at, um, oh, there's so many we can go to, man. Let's look at uh, Genesis 37. I think this is where we want to start. So if you guys are, uh, studying with us, open up your Bibles here to Genesis 37. If you're listening or, you know, at the gym or taking a walk, check this text out for yourself um, as we kind of go through this together. So as you guys know, Joseph is one of my guys. I, I love Joseph, love who he is. I love what he stands for. But the reason why we love characters, and let's kind of talk about that for a second, Tucker. The reason why we love any character, whether secular or biblical, is because there's conflict. And because yeah. there's hard times, if there's not conflict and if there's not a hard time, why are we watching? Why are we watching the movie? Why are we reading the comic book? Why are we, why are we doing this? So kind of talk about as a storyteller, kind of the, the beauty of conflict that we can't see real time. Well, the biggest picture I could think of, like, why would God come down as a man? And the whole, I mean, like the whole point <laughs> of Jesus coming down as Part of the whole point of Jesus coming down as a man is he also can relate with us oh. because he goes through struggle. And so if he was just Superman, where like he's fine, he's perfect, then it's hard to relate to him. Now, you know, we all know in the comics and in the movies, they give more hardships to Superman. But when you think of when you think of Jesus, not just in a simple way, it's like, yes, he's fully man or fully God, but he's also fully man. And like literally we were talking on the phones like, 
when when John the Baptist was killed, his cousin was beheaded because he stood up for the truth. It's not like Jesus is like, oh, I knew that was going to happen, so I'm just going to walk away with, you know, I'll be fine. I'm just going to carry on. Like Jesus went away to a mountain to grieve. And then in the middle of that, got interrupted and said, hey, you got, since we've been, pre you've been preaching, you got all these people here and they're hungry. You want us to send them home? He's like, no, let's give them something to eat. And it's like, it, so you see, and I'm sharing that to say, like, you see Jesus acting as a human. Mm. And so I think one of the coolest things, like one of the coolest things that God did, not only then providing salvation is that, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's number one, but we can relate to him in a way that we completely understand. That's all right. He completely gets us. And so when you have a character in a movie or TV show, the reason you stay around is because you you feel like you know that character. Oh, I've been through that. I see where he's going. I'm curious to see what happens because I feel like I've been in that person's shoes before. Mm. And so I'm, it's so neat to see how God already knew all that. And so like to see that play out in the way he lived his life and in scripture, knowing that, oh, if I go through all this suffering, um, I, I can... I'm going to do that for them, but I also could relate it. They could be relatable to me in ways. And so you, you and, see a character go through something so you can relate to them. And don't miss what, what he said, because as we start this in Genesis 37, as you read scripture, I know if you've, if you're a Christian and you're, you've gone through scripture, you could retell the story of Joseph in your sleep. I know you can't from Genesis 37 to Genesis 50. I know you can do that. But how many of you have sat there and meditated and felt and humanized and empathized with him? That's that's a different study. And that's when, <laughs> plug, that's, that's when the scriptures actually become real for you. Because you're yeah. actually sitting, man, I, I understand from his lens. I understand. And here's why, potentially one reason, that the Lord may have written the chapter that you're in. And this is a potential reason why he's written a chapter that you've, that he's closed in the past. He's written that chapter so that maybe somebody down the line you can feel. And that might be enough for God. And we have to be yeah. satisfied with that answer. And I know sometimes it's frustrating because it's like, God, I could have, I could have learned that lesson in a different way. You know, I feel like I could have learned this lesson maybe easier or without that much hurt or without that much memory. Like I, I could have learned it differently, but maybe those things that hurt you in the moment, or that have hurt you in the past. Maybe those are the things that God needs to use you for the future. So, so don't forget what he could be using. Okay. Yeah. So, in, so in Genesis 37, obviously we understand Joseph having these dreams that God gives him. He tells those dreams to his brothers, but I believe here's where the conflict starts is verse number 18. So as he tells his brothers, the dreams, then verse 18, and when they saw him afar off, when he came near to them, they conspired against him to slay him. Now, here's here's where here's our conversation where we, where we were talking about here, Tucker. They conspired to slay him, right? And they said to one another, Behold, this dreamer comes. So if if you love God, at some point you have sang the song or you have prayed. Lord, make me like you. Lord, make me a servant. Lord, help me to love you. You've said it. I've said it. But when God does these things and now conflict comes, now conspiring comes, now hatred comes, now name calling comes, now separation comes, then how are we going to respond? So this is the beauty of 
what you're going through because God's going to use this, guys. Tucker, well, what do you have on this as we're walking through this text here in Genesis 37? I mean, there's so many things when we talked about on the phones, like, you know, how was Joseph's attitude about how he saw himself and then before he goes through all this and then versus like what he's going to see about himself and how he treats the attitude, how his responsibility that he's been given by God instead of it could, was it could have mm. been a little cocky. Then it could be a little humble later on. That's one thing. And then it's like, it's okay to like, to love the responsibility that you have. But, and I think the one thing is like, sometimes people are going to do things that you don't understand. And maybe, maybe they're going through something you don't understand. And yeah. you, try to, you try to love them the best you can. And, and maybe sometimes you got to separate, you know? Um, but you never want anybody to fall. You always want the best for them. Right. And so, but sometimes you have to go through something to, to maybe learn that, but also, you know, just to see the wisdom you might can pull from like months later from coming through that or years later. So I think this is a perfect story to do that with. So here's the thing too. So guys, if, if we're, if we're pointing this out, like I like to say, if we're pointing this out, here's the first thing that, that we're seeing from Genesis 37. Lord, why did you write this chapter? So if God's talking to us as we're studying and conversating today, I think the first thing he would say is, why did I write this chapter that you're in? And why did I write the chapters that you were in before? Because Jordan and Tucker, and put your name there, you needed conflict. Now, that's not something that I would personally ask God for. Not, not one bit. But in his infinite wisdom and in his love for us, I love you enough to give you conflict. Just just think about that yeah. for a second. I love you enough to give you conflict. And so you mentioned something about, you know, and I understand the depiction, but, you know, in a, in a depiction of Christ, you know, I let people go hungry, but I, I feed them. I feed them. And so as yeah. Joseph's going through this, do you think God is pleased that his brothers were conspiring against him? No. Do you think yeah, God was pleased not that they called him a dreamer. You think God was pleased they wanted to kill him? God was not pleased with that, but God can take other things that people do that aren't pleasing to him, and God can work that for your good. But we have to trust yeah. him. So, Tucker, what yeah. do you see? What do you see? You just, you know, you never know what another person's going through and why they do an action. You know, mm -hmm. I remember one time when I worked at the grocery store, there was a lady who was living a homosexual lifestyle. Um, and yeah, like, do we know what scripture says about it? It's like, yeah, we know that it's not right. But so she was a daily lady and um, I was, this is actually before I was a Christian, but at the time I, I thought it was, that's, that's another, another story. But anyways, we were taking the trash out and I don't even know how we got down, going down that road, but it was just like trying to listen to her. And she shared how, she had been with her horrific like molestation with her dad or like husband or something. And that's the reason why she went through something. The rush she, she, she decided to live a life. That's the, that's the reason she chose her lifestyle because of that. And it's like, we never know what's going through somebody, even if they make a wrong decision. Yeah. You know, it's still wrong, but like, you don't know what people are going through to, to lead them to that point where they make that decision. So like with the brothers, you know, we, we see why they did this. doesn't make it right, but we can at least understand, okay, this is how they got there. This is 
what they're feeling. And this is the reason why they made that decision to do that to their, their, their brother. And then what we're going to see it play out is even the bigger picture of how Joseph treats them. And in a way it's like how Jesus treats us. And when you think about it from verses, just from verse 18 and 19, what did their brothers, what did Joseph's brothers really want? They really wanted love. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah. they didn't yeah. know how to ask for it. So because they didn't know how to ask for it, they had to hate somebody. And that person just happened to be Joseph. You know, sometimes that's going to happen to you guys is you are in the way of people that want something, but they don't know how to ask for it yet. So you are going to be, you're going to be that punching bag, unfortunately. And you're going to have chapters in your life where there's going to be people that, that want something, but they don't know how to ask for it. So because they don't know how to ask, the only thing they know how to do is hate, name call, and conspire. And as God's people, Matthew chapter 5, what is what does Christ tell us to do? Blessed are you when you're persecuted for the kingdom's yeah. sake. Blessed are you that are poor in spirit, for yours is the kingdom. So Joseph here, even though he's a boy at 17, he had some, some things to learn. Sometimes if we're going to be like Christ, and this has been the hardest, one of the hardest lessons I've learned, Tucker, and I know you can talk about this too, is we have to be good. We have to be good at taking shots. And we yeah. take shots because we love people. And I know that that sometimes you want to, ah, let's go back. Let's say something back. Let's think. But sometimes Jesus took those things. Why? John 3, 16, because God loved the world. Yeah. And Philippians chapter 2, if you want to be like Christ, he said, let this mind be in you too. So, I mean, that's a part of the conflict. That's a part of what we're going to have to, what we're going to have to accomplish. Does that make sense so far? Dude, total sense. I mean, I just, when you're saying all that, it just reminds me that like even Jesus's hometown, the people he grew up hated with, him. hated him. They rejected him. It's like, so even the people that are closest or the farthest off, like, you know, whether it's on social media or the person next door, like when you stand up for something, and specifically talking about the scriptures and everything like you just expect someone's gonna bounce back you know yeah. like because we're, we're not going to go through something that, that jesus jesus has already been through it so like we can have we can almost find comfort in the fact that okay we're going through something okay well it's no different than what the creator of the universe went through so we can relate to that and then kind of have that hope to go okay we hold on to that like we'll get through it and before we close this, this point on conflict, and notice, this is the beauty of Scripture, just so you guys can know, we're getting all this from two verses, okay? So if you take your, <laughs> if you, if you take your time to really just understand the Scripture and go through this and empathize, you pull so much out of this. So here's the last thing for, from conflict. We see conflict as things that make you hard, and it can be if you take it the wrong way. But in God's eyes, if we have the mind of Christ, whether it's in this chapter or whether it's been in previous chapters, God can use people that have taken conflict and make them meek and make them soft and make them humble. So maybe that's why this previous chapter happened or this past chapter happened because the Lord was still molding you. So, so remember, we may not have the answers, but Lord, why did you write this chapter though? Okay, why did you write yeah. this one? Because you needed conflict. That's what you needed at the time. As much as I'm, I'm telling you guys, you will not be able to get the answer. So stop the multiverse stuff. 
stop stop sitting there and questioning and looking at everything and and blaming yourself and if you could do x y and z it's gone okay so it, it can't you can't go back as much as you want you can't go back and change it but what you can do is try to be humble and take the conflict that you've taken and use it for god's glory that's what you can do okay yeah. Tuck, you have anything else before we go into this next one here that, I, that I'm seeing through the text? No, I'm just, I'm just keep listening to you, man. <laughs> All right, let's, let's keep going. So Genesis 37, so that's 18 and 19. Now verse 20. So now there's the conflict. So here's verse 20. Come now, therefore. Now, remember, what did they want? They really wanted love from their father. They really, I don't think they truly hated Joseph. They hated Joseph because his father loved him more. And his brothers really wanted that love too. So this is what we're going to do. Come now and let's kill him and let's cast him into some pit. And this is what we're going to say, that some evil beast has devoured him and we'll see what becomes of his dreams now. Mm. Lord, why did you write this chapter? Jordan and Tucker, you needed conflict. But this, I know this is going to sound weird, but just flow with me here as we keep going. Jordan and Tucker, and put your name there, you needed conspiracy. Wait, what? Why would God why would God send conspiracy? That doesn't make sense. Why would he why would he send that? So notice what they're saying. Look at all the violent words here in verse 20. Let us come therefore, let's kill him. That's that's pretty violent. Let's cast him into some pit. That's pretty violent. And then let's say something evil devoured him. Those two words are pretty violent too. So when we take conflict the wrong way. When we take the chapter that the Lord has us in the wrong way, violence will always fight violence. So now because I don't understand and because people that are doing something to me don't understand, well, let's just fight. And that's what's happening here. And so, Lord, why did you write this chapter? Sometimes conspiracy is needed so that comfort can come. Sometimes that's needed. And as we look at that, you know, Tucker, what do you see in there from verse 20 from the conspiracy that his brothers were given? It stands out to me that they, like, they were willing in their hearts. They let hatred get in there so bad and jealousy, and that mm. that, that broken that that desire for their love and attention from their father, that they're like, let's actually kill him, and then say an animal did it. Oh. And you know, then we see in twenty one, but then Reuben heard it and he rescued him out of their hands, saying, let's let's not take his life, you know, let's sell him, and then and then pretend like he was killed. But it's like mm -hmm. they had let that hatred seep in. So like, let's just go ahead and do it and get it out of the way. Like, we'll do it. We'll kill them. And then we'll just say an animal did it. And I think in any situation, we can find ourselves in and get bitter. And All right, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Uh, no, man. Now and we're cooking. I, it's easy to get bitter because it's like, well, look at this. Look what's happening to me. But I just think of that scripture we talked about earlier on the phone with when, when your enemy, or let's just say, someone that you're at odds with or whatever, whatever's going through when someone in your life, if you, if you laugh or if you rejoice when they fall, then God will take away his wrath from them. So it's like, whatever you're going through, just like lean on him. Don't try to get revenge. Don't repay evil with evil. Let God handle it in however way he wants. And you just continue to focus on living your life for the Lord and trying your best every day. That's all. That's all he wants is obedience and just trying just to try better every day mm. and to hang on to him. <laughs> okay. So real quick. So I saw something, uh, I'm sending for the sermon, uh, 
on Sunday and we're, we're looking at uh, kind of the journeys of Paul and you remember the, the moment in, uh, in the book of Galatians where Paul confronts Peter to the face. And as, yeah. as Paul is confronting Peter to the face, I listened to a sermon from a guy and he said, who was right in the situation? And he said, well, obviously Paul, because Paul had seen Peter, you just agreed at this conference that we were at that we're all one, but then you come down here and now you won't eat with the Jews or you won't eat with the Gentiles. So he says, being right does not give you the permission to be rude. Being right does not give you the permission to be rude. Now, how many instances was Jesus right? Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every time. He was always yeah. right. Here's my question. Well, what what's considered rude? Well, Jesus flipped tables. I mean, so we got to flip tables too. You know, Jesus, Jesus called people vipers, so we got to call people vipers too. Here's yeah. my question. Are you the Lord? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Big no on that one. <laughs> so why did he, why did he do that? Because he's yeah. the only man that could read a man's heart. We can't do that. We can see people's fruits, but yeah. we can't see the heart. And so as Jesus is explaining some things that we're supposed to be from Matthew chapter 5, these things that are happening in verse 20, if we want to be like Christ as we say and as we sing, this is necessary because the Lord has to see how are you going to respond? Will you yeah. continue to show love? Will you continue to be kind? Will you continue to take the persecution and walk a second mile? Jesus, God needs to test us to see where our faith is. And sometimes the conflict and sometimes a conspiracy is there as the test. And to us, that may seem somewhat cruel because I wouldn't do that to Tucker. I wouldn't set something up so that Tucker can be tested, but I'm not God and Tucker's not God. So yeah. God knows what's best. And the, these things that have happened to you guys, maybe no one said it, but I'll say it. I truly am sorry that that's happened. I am. Yeah. And I hope that things get better. I truly do. But don't get bitter from those things, guys. Don't get bitter. Use those things and let the Lord use you. All right. So what, what else you see in here, Tucker? Well, one thing, if if you get bitter and the lesson that you could have learned, if you would have just kept your stayed humble, kept your head down and let God handle it, you're either going to learn it from that. And like the way it sh probably should, you should learn it. Or if you respond in anger, which there is a righteous anger, mm -hmm. but, but if you respond by doing evil and getting back at that person thinking, well, I'm doing this for the Lord. And yet you're doing it really for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to learn like another lesson <laughs> from that lesson. Yep. And when really it's like, just like, do your best, follow the scriptures know that like know the love that the lord has for you that he'll work all things together that he'll blow your mind with the plans that he has ephesians 3 20 that's one of my favorites and it, but and let him handle everything and keep your conscience clean because like it's the best way to live it's also the best sleep medicine it's like just going to bed <laughs> it is and it is it, because if if you go down that path and think well i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna be the lord and i'm gonna act revenge that's then, it that's it, Tucker. Right it, it's there. not. It's not going to work out. One, you're not going to sleep good. I mean, it's just not. You're going to have. You're, you're going to be worrying. You're going to. Another thing, it's sin. But you're going to go down a path that was never intended. And you know, it's not like a God. 
God doesn't put like God doesn't make bad things happen. Right. He allows them. That's it. Because so we can learn from them and we can lean on him. I mean, because if we say, well, why are we going through this? Well, so did Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. why did this bad thing happen? What do you mean? Well, that it was a horrible, horrific thing, but also Jesus went through horrible, horrific things so we can lean on him. Um, those are some things I think about. Okay. I'm dealing with that. Oh, this is okay. So as we go through this, Lord, why did you write this chapter? He wrote the chapter because maybe sometimes we need the conflict. Maybe sometimes we need the conspiracy. Again, God allows these things, right? He allows them. But why are those two things there? Those two things are there so the comfort can come. And that's what, that's what we all been asking for anyway. Right. From the, from the jump, that's what we've all been asking for. So now look at this quickly. I want you guys to see this. Look at second Corinthians chapter one, second Corinthians chapter one. Um, Oh man, there's so many places we could begin. Uh, let's let's begin in verse 8 here. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8. So let's read it backwards cuz it'll make sense. So notice what Paul is saying here. Uh starting in verse 8, for we would brethren, for we would not brethren have you ignorant of our trouble that came to us in Asia. So the conflict and the conspiracy from Genesis 37, if we're going to put that in one word for Joseph, what is that? Trouble. So if we were to put our trouble which came to us in Asia, we were pressed without measure. Y'all know what that means? That literally means it's almost like you can't breathe. Okay. So there's times where you know how, you know how when a, when a kid, they can't do something, they start freaking out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then what do we tell somebody that can't breathe? <laughs> yeah. Breathe. So notice what's, what's <laughs> happening here. So we were pressed without measure, right? We were crushed, right? Crushed. We were, it was above our own strength. In so much that we despair at life itself. How many of you guys are sitting there right now to where so many things have happened up to this point and so many things don't make sense. You're just like, Lord, I'm pressed. I, I, <laughs> I yeah. just don't want to do this anymore. I don't see the hope of it. We had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God that raises the dead. Now let's go to verse three, but blessed be the God and notice the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you hear some baby noises in the back, Tucker's got, Tucker's got his baby here. So what, what, what a son or a daughter wants from their father is attention. So you hear the crying, you hear the, you see the tears, you see how difficult it is. What is that there? They want their father to see it. Yeah. So the stuff that you guys have seen, the stuff that you've heard, the stuff that you've been through, You've shed so many tears that you feel like God doesn't see that. But notice what verse three starts. Blessed be the God and the father of Jesus who went through this first. So Jesus, where's he sitting now? At the right hand. So what does this prove? All this conflict and all this conspiracy won't last forever. You're going to win with him. So blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he's the father of mercy and the God of all comfort. He is the father of these things. He birthed them, which is, which is insane. But then notice the crux of it. Verse four, who comforts us in all of our conflict and conspiracy in our tribulation that we might be able to comfort those that are in any trouble. Isn't it interesting that the text doesn't say who comforts us that are comfortable. 
The text says, mm -hmm. comforts those that have been comforted. So in order to be comforted, guys, you have to know what it feels like to be uncomfortable. So that's why the conflict and the conspiracy, and that's why you're asking God, why did you write this chapter? Because I'm trying to bring the comfort. You have to know what it feels like to be comforted, but you got to go through some stuff. Tucker, I mean, what look, do you say? I mean, look at verse seven. Our hope is for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you also share in our comfort. Mm, yep. we're, we're, we're literally with Jesus. We're all in this together because we've all we're all going to walk in each other's shoes and that way we can all lean each lean on each other through these hard times because like hey i'm going through this i know you're going through this it might be a different situation but so did jesus and we can find comfort in that like the, the king of kings the lord of lords uh the one that breathed life into existence went through this okay well well that's comforting comforting in the fact that okay hey we went through it so i know we'll get we'll, we can get through it however that however the However, the end game happens. Uh, we <laughs> the <laughs> reference. <laughs> uh, and then look how it finishes. That we may be, be able to comfort those that are in any trouble. Here's what's crazy. Comfort those that are in any trouble. So Paul's writing 2 Corinthians, right? So remember in the book of Acts 27, remember he was on that uh, the shipwreck? Were those men that he were with on the ship, the 276 men, other than other than Luke that was with him, were they believers? No, they weren't. But because Paul was, what was Paul able to give them? Oh, man. Comfort. Why? Yeah. Because who had been in three shipwrecks before that? <laughs> Paul. So th this is what's insane, guys, and it has changed my mind on so many things. This is why the scriptures tell us be joyful when these things happen, because as the salt of the earth, whoever the Lord brings in our path because of your pain and because of your conspiracy and because of your conflict, you can help people in any trouble because you know what it's like to be crushed. That's insane to me. Dang. That's insane to me as we go through that. But you have to be uncomfortable to be comforted so you can give comfort you see how that worked that process is beautiful man i was driving home in my truck and i feel like that's like the, always the best time to listen to a podcast and this guy was talking about he was asked a question because of how well and how successful his sales have been how are you so confident in the sales that you're doing and he said well it's whenever the he said i, I believe that when you have a stack of cards of evidence, he can find comfort in that because a lot of times people say, well, just go in front of a mirror and just kind of bang your chest and say, I can do this, or I'm a great salesperson when they've never done it before. So sometimes it's, so it's not bad to have affirmations, but what he was saying is like, sometimes you have to, when you do something over and over and over, you get comfortable and confident and Hey, I've done this. I've gone through this. And I can, I know what's going to happen. And so when you, he's saying that you can find confidence in a sense of knowing, all right, I've been through it. This is what's happened. And I can press forward and know how to approach the next thing. So I say all that to share. When we go through something, we can put our trust in Jesus because the evidence, the stack of cards of evidence have been stacked against him of like, oh, well, how are you, are you confident that good can come out of this? as a christian well 
we can just look through the in history of scripture time and time again, all the evidence proving well, God takes care of him. Sometimes we have to go through something. Sometimes it's hard, but we look at the evidence over and over and we can have confidence in that fact that he's going to take care of us every time. So I don't know how, maybe, maybe, don't know. maybe your brother's, like, you know, maybe you do get sold into slavery. Maybe they try to kill you, but they, you know, now they're going to pretend they're going to set up a, they're going to end up lying to the dad, you know, Hey, he, an animal got him, but really it's like, well, how are you going to get out of that situation? Well, then, you know, we, we know the rest of the story and you just never know what's going to happen in your life. And I used to wonder that all the time, That's it. right before I was a Christian, like, um, like, what am I, where am I going, Lord? I know I love video work, but where am I headed? And I would ask myself that all the time. I would write it down in my journal and doodle it. Where am I going? What What am I going to do? Like, I know I love video work. I know like content creation, but what's the future? And sometimes I think I'm learning. It's not necessarily what's the next five to 10 years are going to look like. It's just trusting and God, like, okay, no matter what job I go to, if I, if it's within the Lord's will, which would, I would break that out, that down into saying that as long as you're not like becoming a bounty hunter, you know, as long as you're doing something within the Lord's will, that's within, we know that's good and righteous, then we, we can make a decision and be confident that, Hey, no matter what happens out of this, if I, even if it's a, even if it's a decision that turns out to be a bad one like not a sinful one. I'm saying like, we're looking into like, let's go do something that's wrong, but like, Hey, let's make this decision. And it unfolded in a way that I didn't expect that. Now I'm in this position. Like, what am I going to do now? We can trust. Okay, Lord, this is happening. I know, you know, the way out, or I know, you know how to get, get through this. And we can, because of all the evidence we see time and time again in scripture, we can know that he can work at all things for our good. And I just remember at the end of college, it wasn't until I met my wife, when I almost got the direction, like I almost had like kind of the heart things going on of like, okay, I just, I was listening to sermons and different things. It was basically like kind of work on yourself first instead right. of you try to like, what am I going to go do with my life? Like where, what am I going to, what about my spouse out there? Who's she going to be? It's like, well, first work on yourself and work on your relationship with the Lord first. And then when I found my wife or when I found, when I found, when Meg and I met through my grandfather, it was like, okay, she had been doing that in her personal time. And so I'd been doing that in my personal time. And so when we met, we were like, okay, there was a point of direction of either I can just keep floating the way I was and just waiting to see what happened with good intentions. Or I can say, all right, I'm fully set myself this way and trusting in the Lord of what's going to happen. And, you know, where there's some waves that came about, you know, figuratively with turning the boat that way like yeah like you're leaving college and and you're trying to find a new job and then maybe some people think you're crazy because you're like well why are you why you know why are you changing your whole life for this girl i'm like look if you only knew <laughs> like like she's changed my entire life and she led me to jesus she taught me the gospel and i look back and i'm like wow like i literally had no direction and i didn't know why i was going through that chapter of my life or just, you know, when you're in the chapter of, you know, which I feel like we will all face that chapter where we're like, what's going to happen? Where are we going? What's next? What's next? And it wasn't until you're like, you know what? I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to 
do it with the best I can within the, the, uh, in the will of the Lord, which is basically looking at scripture and going, okay, there's nothing really wrong with this decision. Like there's nothing sinful about it. So I can have confidence in knowing, all right, I'm going to give this to the Lord and see what happens. And, you know, for me, making that decision to go and marry Meg was the best thing ever because she taught me the truth. She taught me the gospel and I became a Christian. And now we have two kids. And, um, and now I look back and I'm like, what am I doing now? Like I'm literally doing video work. Like, and to see that all play out, it's like, I was at a point in college where I was like, I didn't know what I was going to do other than I wanted to make videos with my life and live for the Lord and get married. And then when an opportunity came, when I met Meg through my grandfather, it was a scary, um, it wasn't scary. The situation was just like the unknown. Okay. All right. Right. How am I going to get a full-time job with insurance? How am I going to do all this? And then you see all those things play out. I get a job at a bank, do freelance work. Then that leads to this and that leads to this thing. And it just continues to grow. And so it's not necessarily just like, here's this five-step thing that will work out and then everything will be smooth. It's like, it literally is just trusting the process. And the process is the Lord, trusting God every step of the way. God, I know you, I feel like you providentially led Megan out together. I don't, you know, I know that I have to have a job with insurance. I know that there's some people in our life saying, what are y'all doing? Mm -hmm. But we're not, you know, and it's like, okay, I know we're, you know, we're doing everything in the right in the eyes of what your word tells us. And we're just going to hang on to that and, you know, turn that ship that direction and go over the waves and all that stuff. And man, it's like, it's been the best decision my entire life of trusting the Lord with, with the decision of when I met Meg, because I just look back and I'm like, I was, I was just a person floating on the ocean, not with no direction. And then when I met Meg and I was and my heart was in the right place, but, and I will say like, my heart was in the right place with the Lord. I was just like, whatever you, whatever you want, Lord. And then I met her and she taught me the gospel and then, uh, obeyed the gospel and became a Christian. And then everything else is played out. And I don't think now I'm at a point in my life where it's when you're going through something that you don't know, and you're asking what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. All I know for a fact with a stack of evidence that the Lord shows us is that if you trust him and you give it to God, he will work it out. That's it. And, 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 and not only that, he'll work it out for our good, but for his glory. And so I just, that's the only confidence I need really is like, I can fully trust in that he will take care of me. And he did like, man, like, Meg and I, we met in January. By December, we were married. I had a full-time job. I had insurance. I had a contract work with the college that came about that helped supplement all that. And it was just, it's so neat to look back and be like, you know, when, when the world thinks you're making a crazy decision, but all you're doing is just trying to honor the Lord and make a decision based off scripture. Right. And do the right thing. I mean, we're we just... So like sometimes when, the, when people are standing up against you or think you're crazy, just say, Hey, look, what's God's word say? Are we doing the right thing? Okay. Well, people are going to think we're crazy, but you know, we're not doing anything wrong. We're literally just doing what the Lord's scriptures tell us. And that's all we want to be. And mm. I know, so sorry, I'm just rambling the, here. But. Is, so here's, I, I think here's what's good about that too, is as we talk about the comfort aspect of this from second, from second Corinthians one and Genesis 37 and Job, and what Tucker was talking about, the beautiful part about uh, the body of Christ is when you see people that were lost and that were hurting and that didn't know the answers. So then now we're, when you meet where they are, 
I wouldn't say I'm necessarily floating. I feel like I do have a direction of where I'm going and where I'm yeah. trying to go with what the Lord is is helping me with, but I just don't know the extra pieces. So it's yeah. it's the it's the same as you, but it's different. So to yeah. see from to see from where you came in and see, okay, how could that potentially happen? Okay, let me focus on helping people. Let me just focus. So again, you, you get to build that camaraderie and build one another up. And that's what Paul is talking about here in Second Corinthians chapter one. Those that were comforted when they didn't know what was happening, now it's your job to find someone and comfort them, which is um, which is amazing. But as we keep looking through that, here's one last thing I wanted to see from Second Corinthians 1. So you might be agreeing with everything that we're saying. I get it. This is, I see what you mean. I see why I need it. I see why I need all these things. But I, I just don't want to keep going through it. I just don't want to keep dealing with it because I understand it as Tucker understands. And if you're listening, you understand this. I wish I could take away those, those nights. I wish I could take away those tears. I wish I could take away those, that bottle of uh, feelings that you have that you don't know what to do with now. I, I, I understand it. Yeah. But here's the beautiful part about the tears, those nights and those feelings that you don't get. Here's the great thing about it. Verse five, for just like the sufferings of Christ abound in us. So everything we talked about, what Christ has gone through, he suffered, man. He grieved. Oh, man. He, he hurt. Yeah. He, was a, he was a man. He hurt bad. So if we want the comfort that Paul's talking about in verse three, notice the answer that God is asking to our question. Lord, why did you write this chapter? was because if you want to abound in the comfort of God, you have to learn how to abound in his sufferings too. So those those nights that you don't understand, those tears, those things that you've gone through, the memories, all those things that are hurting your mind and hurting your conscience and hurting your, hurting your, your soul as you think about those things. Remember in the, in the Psalms, David says, when I go to bed, my tears are, my, my bed is full of tears. And you guys might be there. I get it. But you need those nights. I, I wouldn't take those yeah. away from you need those tears. You need you need that conflict. You need that hurt. You need those memories as much as it hurts. You need it. So if you want to abound in the comfort, you got to abound in the suffering. And that's the that's the beauty of the chapter. That's the beauty of the chapter that you're in. And that's the beauty of the chapters that God has written uh, before in the past that are still open or maybe closed. So, you know, as we talk about this, Tucker, you know, just what are your final thoughts here as we just kind of talk about, Lord, why did you write this chapter for me? We ask, you know, why do we go through hard times? Why am I facing whatever struggle? Why is the darkest? Why is this the darkest night that I've ever faced? Mm -hmm. What's the struggle that I'm going through? Do I have to keep going through it? And, as a Christian, sometimes it's like, well, Jesus struggled. And that phrase can be just so easily, okay, well, yeah, he did. But what, but really, but if you think about it, it's like the creator of the world, you know, the son of God came down. And like, if you think of the negative stuff, like his hometown didn't believe him, people he was closest to didn't believe him. Like the creator world's getting rejected by his own creation. His, his disciples at times didn't believe him. You know, Peter denied him three times. Mm. 
you know, he, his own people that he handcrafted, put every single hair on their head, chose a murderer and said, Hey, we'll pick Barabbas, the murderer and let Jesus be crucified. People that knew the old Testament so well, but then again, really overlooked the fact that this is literally this, the Messiah right here, but they're so, you know, they're hung up on their own vision of what the Messiah was going to be. So like his own people, like Jesus is literally his own, like, Hey, like I formed you. Like I know every hair in your head, I've balled it up every tear of your life. And yet they, he knew that, you know, they would reject him and now not everybody, you know, not, right. not everybody. And, but just sharing in his struggles, like we talked about first second Corinthians, like he went through all of that and yet still chose to love us. That's it. And yet, uh, and, and yeah, he could have said, uh, you know, let's just wipe it out again. But he's like this, this in order to save you, I have to die. And we talk about a character, like a, a hero in a story, knowing that your own creation is going to turn on you. And yet you're still going to choose to love them. Like that's just, that's different. It's just mind blowing. That's sometimes. Different. And yet he went through it. And then literally like, even though Peter denied him three times, like, you know, he gets that he resurrects literally from dying is like, Hey, go tell Peter, like I'm back. Well, I'm not paraphrasing, but it's just so neat to see how gracious he is and how much Jesus not only stands up for the truth, but he also lives it and shares it in love. And sometimes that could be tough love. Um, yeah, that's it. it could, and so when we go through the hard times or any time, when we think of the evidence that over and over again, that Jesus has proven to us that he will take care of us all throughout the history of time. Like I can just, that's literally what I have to anchor in. I don't have any other like exterior anchors of this is if i just trust in this it'll work out it's like i know that there's earthly practical wisdom but i know and and that is successful right but only to a degree i know at the end of the day the one that literally breathes life into existence if i put my hope in him everything will work out 100 guarantee maybe not in the exact way i thought it would but in a better way because he'll work all things together and do things that we can't even imagine. And that just gives me hope and it gets me excited for every day to be alive. Um, and then to be able to share that with someone else, it's like, man, you have no idea what God could do with you and how much he loves you and what he went through and what he can still do with you. Um, that's what, that's what, uh, to wrap up a Marvel quote, that's like Tony Stark. It's like, he's asking Peter Parker, like, Hey, what gets you out of twin bed every day? And it's like, that's it. Man. It's, Okay, so as we close this, here here's the here's the final two things that I have. Now, as you listen to this podcast and this conversation, you may understand everything that we said. You may agree with everything. You can look back and you can study these scriptures for yourself, and you're yes, I get it. But then after you turn the podcast off, you're still going through the same stuff. You still see the same stuff. You still have the same tears, and yeah. that may last for a while. So here's yeah. two here's two tips for you. Tip number one. When those nights come and they will come, when those tears come and they will come, when yep. the times of misunderstanding and just you don't get it and it just hurts, it's coming. Okay. I'm just going to be real. It's yep. not going, it's not going away. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not going to go away, but here's what you need to do. Tip one, you need to worship. 
you need to worship. A lot of those times when we don't get it and stuff doesn't make sense, we forget to worship our Lord. Sing to the Lord. Go worship. Go hear his word. Go read his word. Worship the Lord. Okay, don't forget about worship. Then number two, here's the second tip. You're going to need something to sustain you because now it's almost as if nobody understands what you what you've gone through. So you're going to need some help in getting through this. Here's what's very helpful. Psalm chapter 69. And I would read this every day, to be honest with you. I would read this every day because this is so relatable. Now, remember, keep in mind all the, the water uh, terms because waters and scriptures reference, other than baptism, waters reference almost in a sad connotation because water totally consumes whatever's in it right? It totally consumes it. So look at what David's saying. Psalm 69, beginning of verse 13. Read this every day because this helps. But as for me, isn't that interesting? You see everybody else, but then he's like, but as for me, you make this personal guys, but as for me, Lord, my prayer is unto the Lord in an acceptable time, O God, in the multitude of thy mercies, hear me in the truth of thy salvation. Deliver me from out of the mire, Please don't let me sink. Let me not be delivered from them that hate me and from them out of the deep, out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood overflow me and neither let the deep swallow me up and do not let her mouth shut upon me. Hear, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to thy multitude of thy tender mercies. Do not hide your face from your servant. I am in trouble. Please hear me quickly. Draw nigh to my soul and redeem it because you know my enemies. Isn't that interesting? Just as he closes that, notice as he closes verse 18, draw nigh to my soul. This stuff is, is so deep, guys, that it hits your soul. And when it does, and when you don't get the chapter that you're in in the previous chapters, worship our Lord and run to him. And that's what that's what Tucker's been explaining, and that's what the scriptures are explaining. So we really hope that this can help you guys, man, and encourage you guys. And I know we've been there. I, I've been there. I'm still there at times. You know, you just don't get it. You know, you know, you could have a prayer walking outside, Lord. I just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, like I, I just I just don't I don't get why. But maybe we can help you. You need somebody to talk to, reach out, DM. I know I'll be happy to. Tucker will be happy to. We'll be happy to yeah. talk with you because we're there. We're there. We've been through it and we're in it. So we don't want you to do this by yourself because this is this is different. You you need some. You need the Lord's people, and let us yeah. help you. Let us help you. So Tucker, you got a last encouragement here as we get ready to close here. I truly believe, like, if you just give everything to the Lord, whatever that may be—your dreams, your career, your spouse, creative thinking—like. He'll take it and he'll blow your mind in his own way. He'll, he'll, I just think I try to, when I get up in the morning, like pray, like direct my steps, Lord, you know, like, mm -hmm. because he, he will not fail me. He can't, he cannot fail me. And so that's a hundred percent a place where I can put an anchor and know that I can count on that. And so I know you can too. And I'm every time the storm comes, the sun comes back out after. So we just, sometimes just gotta hang on a little bit. Yeah. But dude, thank you for having me on. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, man. It's been a long time. 
it's not going to be the last time either. So there, there's going to be some more times, but appreciate you, Tucker. Um, again, I'll link Tucker stuff underneath the YouTube video. You can check all his stuff out. Great content. So definitely check Thanks, out man. what he has. Um, so hopefully Lord Willem will be back. This was kind of a pop-up one. So this is going to be released today. It's going to happen. Oh but man. Nice. It's going to be released today, but hopefully we'll be back with another one, uh, on Monday. And there's a few series coming down the line. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but we're going to have another podcast on Monday. Love you guys, man. Appreciate you guys. And we really are here for you. So reach out, um, as you guys have done, you guys have done a great job in reaching out, but, but, but keep doing that and, uh, become a part of the podcast family here. So we love you guys and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks guys.